Thank you for joining us. Please announce yourself. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just to let you know, I love the video. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I needed to learn that lesson. I needed to learn the lesson, too. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. I was just playing a little music just to settle everybody down this evening. I want to thank each and every one of you that's able to join us this evening. And hello, Miss Pauline. Hopefully things are going well with you. Uh, all right, good, good, very good. All righty. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. I sent you all the little video. Hopefully uh, you are able to take time and look at the video and then uh, I, in the message I sent to, basically the lesson this evening is going to be all about warning signs. And I'm going to jump right into prayer because this, to me this is a, a very exciting lesson because in this day and time there's all kinds of warning. God has given us warnings in the Bibles and we, we, can't, we can't go through life with blinders on. We have to open our eyes and see what's happening. Now, one of the, one of the warning signs that I sent to you all said, no trespassing. Violators will be shot. Survivors will be shot again. Think about that, you all. If, if they're going to break into your house and... And a lot of it is when people step into the wrong, step into your house or step into your business. Go ahead and knock them out. It's not their business. It's your business. Go ahead and knock. And if they survive, knock them out again. I found these signs on Amazon. And I'm actually going to order one and put it up in my house or somewhere. And the, the other sign that I sent was a little cute one to me. It said, due to the price increase on ammo, do not expect a warning shot. You know, a lot of times when you're out, uh, you you invade somebody else's property. They give you a little warning sign. The police give you a warning sign. But this this is actually a sign that you can buy. Said you know do the ammo. Uh, we 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 we're not going to give you a warning sign. But we're going to learn this evening about the warning signs that God has given us and how we can make make it through all of this. And so I'm just going to go ahead and open up in prayer. And Father God, I want to thank in each and every one that was able to join this evening, Father. Thank you for those that's uh, coming and those that want to uh, retain the join in on the lesson this evening, Father. We thank you, and Father God, we uh, allow ourselves to give you praise and honor because we know that you're in charge of everything and whatever we're going through, Father God, we accept it, we receive it. It said the testing our the the testing of of our faith uh, uh, pro produces patience. And Father God, thank you for allowing us to be able to gather together to, and to be able to wake up this morning in one sound mind, Father. We will love you and we praise you. We give you all honor and glory, Father God. We, we thank you for what you're going to do in our lives.
This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Suppose you wake up one morning and that was on, on your phone. What, what would you do uh, if you got that kind of alert on your phone one morning? Uh, God gives us alerts every day when we walk around ignoring them. Now, uh, we're going to do, I'm doing a little teaching here. Now, uh, a warning sign in most workplaces or hazardous places is to draw attention to health and safety issues when others are absent. Also, it's documenting safety procedures and protocol. Now, uh, reminding employees, one, one of the purpose of a warning sign is to remind employees and visitors to put on a safety equipment before entering in the area. Also, uh, it's underscoring the location of an emergency equipment such as fire extinguishers, eye wash stations, and shutoff valves. Now, another purpose of a warning sign is prohibiting actions or mandating certain precautionary uh, activities. Uh, I'm getting close to what the Bible says. Now, what is the purpose of a warning? A warning is something which is said or written to tell people of possible danger, problems, or other unpleasant thing that might happen. A warning is something said or written to tell people of a possible danger or problem. I'm repeating that again. Or something that might happen. Now we track the word, track this word through the Old Testament. We look at the Old Testament. We learn that signs are given to warn people. Remember when we look at it, it's all through the Old Testament. When God sent the prophets out to tell people what God has said. And most of some of them killed the prophets. They didn't want to want to listen to what the prophets were saying. And good example is how Israel went off into bondage for over four hundred years. And now, now we we uh, let's see now uh, we learned that signs are given to warn people, uh, execute divine judgment, and deliver people from oppression. Israel's exodus from Egypt. That's that's the oppressive thing that we all know about. Signs are given to guide and mark sacred times. Uh, now, I will give you four common signs that God uses. Four of them. Uh, one of the signs that God uses is uh, use of nature. Time and time again, we see God using nature to communicate with his people. Excuse me, excuse me a minute, you all. This little kid talking to Google. Hold on, I'm sorry. Ben, stop that. Stop it. Okay, I'm back. Uh, can you all hear me okay? Yes. Okay, thank you. 
Okay. Now, uh, uh, let me go back here. He uses nature. Time and time again, we see God using nature to communicate with his people. He sends uh, someone else. Uh, one Another example, he'll send someone else. Another common sign is that God sends it through a messenger like a preacher, a prophet, or even a teacher. God also sends signs through dreams. But you have to be very careful in this one because all dreams are not from God. So if you wake up and I would suggest if you can remember the dream, once you wake up, write it down. And if God will give you a scripture uh, to uh, uh, actually clarify whether that was dream was from him or not. But the biggest way that God gives us, us a sign, the most important way, is through the word of God. So if we would grab Isaiah 38 verses 7 and 8. Isaiah 38 verses 7 and 8. Isaiah 38, verses 78. And you all might want to start having a, a piece of paper and pen in case you don't uh, be able to get the scripture right away. Just write it down and go back and, and uh, reread it later. Now, Isaiah 38, verses 78. It said, that In those days Hezekiah uh, became ill and was at the point of death. If you go back to, to Isaiah 37, you can find out what was happening. There was a war going on and I, and he was, Isaiah was so stressed that it made him feel sick. The prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, went to him and said, now Isaiah went to Hezekiah and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you are going to die and you will not recover. Isaiah, uh, Hezekiah turned, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, he, he humbled himself and prayed. Remember, Lord, how I've walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah started to, he said, it said he wept bitterly. Verse 4, it said, Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. And he, uh, verse 5, it said, Isaiah, God told Isaiah to go and tell Hezekiah, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I would add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the Assyrians, and I will defend the city. This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Uh, verse 8 said, I will make the shadow cast by the sun to go back ten steps. It has gone down on the stairway of, of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back ten steps, it had gone down. So God proved that he would do what he would do. He gave an example that he could see. He turned time back. Turned time back. You know, I don't know if we've ever had an instance like that in our life that God is, he had to give us an example. What he could, there is nothing God can't do if we wholeheartedly go to him in prayer and he, he is, is nothing he's able to do everything that's what our little song was all about God is able so get Colossians 2 verses 8 through 10 Colossians 2 verses 8 through 10 
And I, I read this, y'all, because I like to just go ahead through the lesson. Sometimes I will get someone to read something in a different version. Uh, Colossians 2, verses 8 through 10. And this is out of the Message Bible. Uh, I know it's not. I think it's a, a NIV. Uh, the message was, verses 8 said, watch out for people. This this is a, I went to 2 because the main uh, part that we're going to talk about is in Colossians 2. But I want to show you all this one here. This is another warning. This is a warning from God. He said, watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. We have to uh, be cautious of that. They want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in Him so you can see and hear Him clearly. If you don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of a universe without Him, when you come to Him, that fullness come together for you to for you too. His power ends over everything. God has power over everything for those that live in the kingdom of God. Those are the people that I'm talking about. But if you are not, you, you're just living in the world, doing what the world is doing, this does not apply to you. This is what God said. This is the warning God has given his people. This is what he is saying to his people. Go ahead, then let's jump down to Colossians 3. We're going to spend a little time on this one. If you all have a question, jump it. Just let me know. Just speak up, okay? Uh, Colossians 3, the whole chapter, I think it's about 24 verses, and I can speed through it fast. Uh, Colossians 3, it says, Since then you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We know that when Jesus raised from the dead, he, and he went home to be as the Father, they said he's, uh, the Bible tells us he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. Before he left, he asked the Father to send us another comforter. And that comforter is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, all right? Verse 2, it said, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. This is a warning, you all. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, verse 3 said, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in with Christ in God. Once we uh, accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord, Lord and Savior, all that old stuff we were supposed to die to. All that old stuff we're supposed to die to. But if we didn't die to it, that means we're still living in the natural world. We're not living in the kingdom of God. Verse 4 says, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, uh, verse 5, it says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed which is idolatry. Bottom line I'll read that again you all. We cannot have blinders on. We cannot associate ourselves. We're not the word. There's a scripture here that tell us to don't even eat with the people. You know people that want to do with people that belongs to uh, even in our family, friends, enemies, whatever. It, God tell, tell us 
those that's supposed to be Christ-like to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. All that earthly stuff you do, such as sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, all that stuff is called idolatry. And you can Google it, do whatever, but the word of God says it's called idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. He's given us a warning in Colossians 3. Because of all that stuff in 5, we do all that stuff, the wrath of God is coming. Now, you used to talk in these ways in the life you once lived. That's the old stuff we used to do. All of us was old, did old stuff, but we don't do that anymore. We're not supposed to, but again, this word is coming. God has given us a warning. Keep doing it and see what happens. Now, but at verse 8 say, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. I'm going to read that again. And I hope you all are able to hear me and let, let this soak in. He said, but now you must rid yourself of all such things, such as anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Going on to verse 9, it said, Do not lie to each other. Do not lie to each other. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off the old self with its practices. Stop lying. We need to stop lying to each other. God gives, I tell you, if you have the Spirit of God living in you, right away you can see a lie. A person come up and they talking to you. You know they're lying. Because when the Spirit of God lives in you, you know they're lying. You don't have to ask them. You don't have to go back and pray about it. God gives you that discerning spirit to know what's a lie, what's truth, and what's not true. Verse 10, and have put on the new self, uh, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. We need to put on a new self. We need to read God's word and know what we know the warnings, know what's right and what's wrong. We, we, there's, you know, we, there's always that little story when you, you tell a kid, don't touch that stove, don't touch that stove, and then they go touch it. But the next time they, t and when they touch it, it's hot. It's hot. They won't touch it again. But some kids know, kids got common sense. They know what's right or wrong. We all born, have born with a level. A level of, of natural sense, common sense. All of us have a natural level of common sense, but some of us lose our common sense. We lose it by the activities and the things that we do. We get used to it. We close our eyes and we, we don't pay any attention to what's going on. Uh, verse 11, that here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or citerium, slave or free, but Christ is all and is is in all. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God lives in you. You become part of the kingdom of God. And all this other stuff it goes away. But if you got one foot one foot in and one foot out, there's a question. You you have to question yourself. If things never get right, everything's always wrong. You can't control your tongue. You're always doing a conniving. You always got drama in your life. Know this. You don't have the Spirit of God living in you. If the Spirit of God is living in you, that means He's grieving. He's very sad because you're not listening. You're still trying to hold on to the, all that old, old natural way. Verse 12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, 
holy, and dearly loved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I'll read that again. This is a warning sign, you all, that God is saying to us. This is almost like a, it's good for us to check ourselves. This Read Colossians 3 at your uh, leisure time and actually kind of check yourself and see if you're doing it and test yourself. See if you're doing any of this or what you are doing or are not doing. 12 says, therefore, as God's chosen people, we are part of God's chosen people. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in our heart, we're no longer in the world uh, apt to die at any moment. But when we know that we have Jesus and know that God is able to do whatever we whatever we desire or, or whatever we need, he's able to do that. But as God's chosen people, we're supposed to be holy and and we are dearly loved by God. We clothe, clothe yourself with compassion. Compassion is when you have sympathy uh, for someone else. You can feel, but you don't carry their burden. We've already learned that. You, don't, you can have compassion without carrying somebody else's burden. You checked in the video, the little chick had the red shoes. She got wisdom. They gave the, the first lady, her mother, when she found the shoes and she bought them back and showed them to her, she started to the store to get some medicine for her mother. But she saw these shoes, red sparkly shoes, laying on the side of the road. And she never got to the store, but she went back to the sick mother and showed the sick mother the shoes. And the mother told her, for one thing, do not put the shoes on your feet. Did she listen? Nope. She put them on anyway, and then she walked away, walked away from what her mother had said. That's what we do every day. We hear what God said, but we walk away from it. We go do it our way. Verse 13, it said, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. If you don't forgive somebody, God won't forgive you. He can't hear your prayers. Bottom line, I can't sugarcoat it no other way. It says it's in the word. If you don't believe it, Google it and find out. He said, if you can't, if you can't forgive somebody else, he ain't gonna forgive you. That's what the word. That's the warning sign. He says, fourteen. It says, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in a perfect unity. Perfect unity. Put on love, and that's because you know the word of God tells us God is love. Remember that, you all. God is love. If you don't have, you may not like someone, but God tells us to love all men. You may not, we don't have to tolerate what they're doing, like what they're doing. But the thing is, if they're doing something that you don't uh, agree with, get out of the way. Move out of their way. And I've, I've had, if, if you can hear, you can hear what God is saying. I've had God to say to me many, many, many times. You know, get out of the way of that person. You hinder that person. A lot of times, that's what we do. We hinder them because we we uh, are not showing God's love, and by not showing God's love, are just tolerating doing what the person wants, allowing the person to do what they want to do. We hinder uh, God's love, and we hinder the unit. We're not in unity with. I uh, said the three cord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is in three. Also, Jesus, the Father, uh, uh, we can be in the unity with Him. A uh, uh, three, they said, a three cord. You know, when you get a cord and you wrap them all twisted, we get three of them together. That's hard to break. 
You can buy the twine like that. And you if you unt untwine it, you see it's three cords. And that is some cord, that real tiny, tiny twine. Uh, verse 15, it said, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. When we wake up in the morning, you all, I'll, I'll just give you a warning, Santa, maybe a suggestion. Before you even put your feet on the floor, if you can wake up in the morning, thank God for allowing you to wake up. Some people didn't wake up. Some people he did not wake up. But if he woke you up, thank him for waking you up. And then just lay there and take some time and pray for some people's situations and things that's going on. But don't mummer. Uh, that's another lesson I want to go into later. Uh, verse 16, he said, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all. With all wisdom, through song, hymn, songs from the Spirit, songs of God with gratitude in your hearts. Now this this is Vera. I, I listen a lot of since I don't be, I'm not able to get out and go to church. I listen to some of the uh, larger churches and their sermons, and I try to go into their uh, worship part of it. But the worship part has changed, so I don't feel the spirit of God in their worship unless it's. Uh, there are some that you can feel the Spirit of God, but some of this new stuff that got out, I, I, I don't know how you can even hear God in this stuff. They're not worshiping God, they're worshiping themselves. If you take some time and listen to some of that stuff that's going on now. Verse 17, it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God for the Father through him. Everything you do, we got to give thanks to the Father. As because of Jesus, we're able to reach the Father. I pray that each and every one understands that. Without Jesus, you can't go around Jesus and get to God. Now, a lot of religion teach that, but it's not the religion of the Holy Bible. The only way through the Father is to the Father is through the Son. Um, now. Uh, it, it went on in 17 and all talked about uh, one part one part about instructions for Christian households it said wives submit yourself to your husband as in fitting to the Lord those that's married google that and find out what it means uh, husbands supposed to love your wives and do not be harsh with them one I like here it said children obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Uh, and that's one thing we really need to teach these young people, young mothers and fathers. Don't upset you. It says in another version, I think in King James, it said, do not uh, make your kids wrath. Send them to wrath. Make them upset. Make them upset. And you know some of the names we, we have called our children. It, it may not show now, but you all... I'm 74 years old, and I've seen it said when they were young, and today when they're older, it shows up. It comes out in anger and rage. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. T-shirt, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this here. Now, it said down down to, uh, we're going to quit it in a minute. It says, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it, not only when their eye is on you, 
and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart, reverence for the Lord. And this part here has mis has been taught wrongly to our culture because we we did not understand it. I take this in this day and time. He's talking about on your jobs. Uh, even into some of the churches that you go into, we ha we have to know uh, how the churches run. We're just going to go in wildly and do whatever we want to do. We have to know protocol and we have to know uh, some of the traditions are okay, but God is an orderly God. It's, everything, it's not everybody getting up speaking. I've heard in some of these churches I've been to, everybody speaking in tongues. The preacher speaking in tongues. What about the person just newly coming into church? They have no idea what is what's going on. There is a format. There's a format how you do things. Verse 23 said, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for humans. And that's the one I want you all to put in your child. Take it with you. And then chew on it throughout the day. Chew on it throughout the week. Whatever you do. Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. That's what we need to learn. How, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. We're, no matter what we do, you all, we're not doing it on our own for ourselves. It's not for our benefits, for our glory. It's for the glory Your of God. Are you all able to hear? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, 14, are you still able to hear me? Some of it's cutting off and on. Okay. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. There's no favoritism in God. There is no favoritism in God. Uh, I'm trying to remember what that scripture is. Uh, he doesn't favor anyone. What he does for one, he'll do for the other. It's just some of us are on the right road and some of us uh, have our leg on the road and then down. And some is on the road and, and some is on the grass. We walk crazy. We walk crazy. We, we, when we, we're supposed to be working for God, but we do whatever. And we, we, we kiss it all up to God and say, God is doing it. No, we need to learn his word. And no matter what we're doing, if, if I give someone a gift, I'm not giving the gift to that person to benefit them. I'm giving to that person because God said, if I give, he'll give it back to me. And even down to the part that if I forgive someone, God said he will forgive me. And then he can give me more direction, more wisdom, more understanding. And, and that's what our focus should be, you all. So whatever we do uh, wrong, we, we know what, what is the, uh, the sins. Whenever we sin, the, the payment of sin is death. That's what it said. That's the bottom line payment. The payment of sin is death. If you keep on doing the same old thing, that's your choice. But God has put up a warning sign. Uh, he's giving us a warning sign. And, and again, for those that came in late, I want to do this one more time, you all. Wait, wait, let's see here. I, I just love this little thing. If I can get it, I may not be able to get it back.
This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Y'all, do you all hear that? That's sad. And one day we may wake up to it. It's really sad. If we keep our blinders on, we keep doing what the natural side wants us to do. We might wake up. In, I know here in Arizona, we get alerts, especially this time of year. We get alerts about at least one a day. This is what you call the monsoon season. And in the monsoon season, the wind comes in very heavy. And because the Arizona land is dry, there's major dust storms. You can't even see your hand half the time in front of your face. That's how bad it is. So we get an alert just Excuse me, just this type of siren, siren we may get to warn us to pull off of, of the road, pull to the side, and cut your lights off. Cut your lights off. Because if you have your lights on, somebody might think that you're on the road going straight and they run right into you. But most people in Arizona know, turn, get off the road, turn your lights off. We all know that. God sends us a warning sign. This lesson in Colossians 3, he tells us exactly how we should be. But it's our choice. It's our choice. It's our choice. What you want to, I want to uh, open up the mic a moment and give us an opportunity to uh, discuss them. 